You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, uh, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally going to use that, too. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Greek Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Coming up on a 10-year anniversary here. Uh, there's lots of great articles that are on the website. There's lots of great podcasts as well, other than just at the diner. Obviously, this one's the best. But there are lots of other ones that are out there as well, uh, done by my, uh, myself, Mr. MC Brooks, um, Mr. James Rambo, uh, the rest of our GGR crew as well, which is BJ Robinson, uh, Mariah Beachford, and uh, Russ Brown. You can check out all of their podcasts that are on the site as well. We are coming to the end of 2023. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about the things that we enjoyed the most in 2023, whether it be TV, whether it be movies, video games, comic books, um, food, whatever it is that we want to talk about, because it's the end of the year. And uh, let's talk about those awesome things. Joining me on the podcast, as always, I've got my two awesome co-hosts. Let me introduce them to you. Uh, Up first, we've got the host of The Overflow. He is also the host of GGR Postgame, our sports-related podcast. He's also a wonderfully talented musician. You know him, you love him. His name is MC Brooks. Guys, One Piece has been airing so long that they just announced that it's getting a remake while the OG series is still airing. That really was happened a few few minutes ago. That just just got announced. Is the manga still going? Yep. Jesus Christ. It's all... They're on like chapter 1,100 something. I, I, I don't remember. It's like the Japanese version of The Simpsons. Just keeps going. Just can, can last That actually forever. might be Detective Conan, which I think is like over 1,500 at this point. Wow. That's been airing since the mid-90s. Dang. Sheesh. In podcast co-host seat number two. A uh, wonderfully talented visual artist, also incredibly knowledgeable gentleman when it comes to all things comic books, movies, TV shows, uh, so much so that I refer to him as the professor. His name is James Rambo. Man, you don't me thinking about potatoes. <laughs> What's the problem? It's not a problem so much as I don't have any in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, dude. Facts. Um, and, like, they're so easy to cook. Like... For the most part, sheet pan, olive oil on the sheet pan, slice them bitches up, salt, pepper, garlic if you're feeling fancy, throw them in the oven. Oven fried potatoes. It's the like the easiest way to just do it and not have to put a ton of effort into it. Um, I see all of the, God, I see all these recipes online, mostly TikTok, but like they do some amazing things with potatoes. I see these things where they like they cut them and then they score them and they turn them into this like weird accordion looking fucking thing and then they fry it and I'm like I want that so bad but like I realized how much work it would require and I'm like I don't want it that bad yeah I'm I'm okay yeah I don't need to do like I'm someone who's like you know what I don't need the presentation to be great I just need it to I need to bite it in and it's delicious yeah it can look awful I don't care about that as long as it tastes awesome yeah dope there is a uh, there's an Italian dessert that is it's ice cream, it's um, candied nuts and like some syrup on it. And like it's a whole thing. Right. And it's called Buti Mabuoni, which is um, ugly, but delicious. That's I'm, I'm cool with that. Be ugly. I don't give a fuck. You taste good. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Um, yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll lead with that. Let's talk about food. Um, we've got lots of media for you, geeky, nerdy folks, too. But we're going to lead with food because we're thinking about it right now. Um, one of the best experiences I had food wise in 2023, when we were on vacation, 
there is a um, one of the cool things about the Orlando area because of Disney World and because of Universal and because of all the theme parks and shit. It's kind of a melting pot of a whole bunch of American culture foods. So what I mean is, is like there's a White Castle down there, which White Castle is typically Midwest and like uh, Northeast. Right. Um, there's a place called Portillo's, which is like a Midwest thing. It's like a Chicago thing. Big thing out there. Um, but uh, Wawa's are down there. Um so you have all of these like regional fast food chains and stuff like that in one central area. And it's, it's really cool for somebody like myself, uh, for Jax, who's like a food adventure connoisseur as well. And Sandy too. Um, we all love trying new stuff. The place we tried while we were down there most recently was, was the aforementioned Portillo's. Imagine Freddy's, which Rambo, I know you've been to Freddy's before, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Imagine Freddy's times 10 size-wise, first off. So it's way bigger than Freddy's. Two, imagine the menu times 10. There's way more stuff on here. But they also have the Italian beef sandwich, which is essentially like, it's like a pot roast where it's like shreddable beef, but like added hot peppers, um, add uh, jardinere, which is like that, um, it's like cauliflower carrots and all that stuff. And then like a spicy thing, you put that on top of it. Um, and then they dunk it in the juice from the meat. So au jus, as, as, as you food connoisseurs will know it as. Uh, Jack's got that. I got a authentic Polish sausage, which if you've had kielbasa, you're like, hey, kielbasa is all right. You know, when you buy it from like the grocery store. But an actual authentic Polish sausage is like a kielbasa, t- like just amplified. The spices are spicier. Um, they do it on the uh, flat top, so it gets crispy on the outside. Um, I did that, and they did mustard and onions on it. Um, fellas, when I tell you that it takes a lot to blow me away with food, you know this, like because I eat a lot of it, you know, because I'm a chubby guy. So most food ranks for me, like if you're doing a scale of one to ten, like most restaurants, I'm like, ah, eh, it's like a seven. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I'll go back. This was a fucking ten. This was so good. They had the crinkle cut French fries, which I, that's normally my favorite. Uh, the crinkle Favorite's cut fries, fries. Were, were crispy. It holds salt better for some reason. Mm, like with the ridges. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, just absolutely dynamite. And the Italian beef sandwich, Jax and I split. This is typically what we do. We call it going halvesies where I order one thing. He orders the other thing and then we split it. So we each get two things essentially. Um, they gave you the extra juice. They gave you a cup full of the extra juice. So it was already dunked. And then you could dunk the Italian beef in more juice, which why would you need more juice? It's more, why wouldn't you need more juice? This is the real question that you're, you should ask yourself. <laughs> it was so fucking good. And I'm thinking there's no way that we can top what we just experienced. I would be wrong because we got dessert and they had this thing called a cake shake. And it's not like one of those things you see online where it's like a milkshake and it's got a piece of cake shoved on it and a whole bunch of other bullshit. And you're just like, this is the most extravagant, unnecessary thing I've ever seen in my life. No, what they do is, is they take a piece of chocolate cake, chocolate cake with the actual chocolate frosting too. And they put it down at the bottom. Of, oh, uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. about this. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep going because I need the listeners Please to know about do. this as yeah. well. You have this piece of chocolate cake and the chocolate <laughs> frosting. You put vanilla ice cream on top of it, put a little bit of milk on it, and then you mix the whole fucking thing together into a milkshake. You'd be like, well, that sounds kind of messy. It is in the best possible way because you'll be drinking your shake, enjoying it very much because it's a chocolate shake, and then you'll get a whole fucking chunk of chocolate cake and frosting. It was the most decadent dessert I've ever had, but it was so goddamn good. Like Jackson, I still rave about it. Like, and it's been like two weeks. We're just like, oh, remember when we had that cake shake? And he's like, yeah, I do. We need another one. Yeah, we totally do. Amazing. Like I haven't had dessert like that where I was like, this shit is unreal. Like this is something completely different. If they had a Portillo's in this area, I would quit my job and I would just live there outside in a tent most likely <laughs> but like i might see if i could get a job there but then i would just eat all of the profits i made from from working there because i would just continue to eat the food i would be 400 pounds but i would die happy yeah <laughs> yeah i remember seeing uh like a food network special yeah. uh and it was just one of those like you know uh you know restaurants around the, around the country blah 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 yeah. and seeing I, when you said the name, I was like, that sounds really familiar. Why? And you said cake shake. Like, oh, yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, they sell the cake. Like, Mortillo's mm-hmm. chocolate cake is a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. 
And then some fat bastard was like, what if we put this in a fucking milkshake? And yeah, let's do that. Well, I, I imagine it was more like, I don't know what you gotta, you gotta add a little Chicago to it. So, what if we took the cake and, you and we take, you and we put it in the shake and we mixed cream. it all up? Yeah, and, <laughs> and then you blended it together and gave me a paper towel tube so that I could swallow it. <laughs> don't, don't watch me eat it. <laughs> don't look at me. Look away. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so glad that we split that shake though, because we didn't each get one. We got a large and split it between the two of us, which was a solid move. It was, Where was it, Sandy during all this? Just watching us in horror. Uh, <laughs> no, she uh, <laughs> behind behind a sheet of protective glass. It's like that scene, like the episode of The Simpsons when they go to the Frying Dutchman and it's all you can eat, but Homer was still hungry, and Marge is just like so embarrassed. And like the lawsuit ends up basically saying that Homer can come back and eat until he's full, but they have to show him as a sideshow freak as the endless eating machine. Bottomless Pete. <laughs> the eating machine. <laughs> no, I like I, I gave her a, a, a bite. She wasn't like she had her food and she was she was content. And then she had some of it. She's like, my God, like I'm full, but my God. And I was like, I know. Right. Yeah. Um, that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes that's how it be. That's that's how it be. Um, but yeah, that was my like 2023 like food amazing thing. The thing that like again, now I want a Portillo's here. We need one here. It's a necessity. It has to happen. Yeah, what's the what's the closest one? I don't know. We're gonna have to do a pilgrimage. Closest Portillo's. To me. Well, there's some in California. There's some yeah, in like uh, Indiana. Fuck. Like nobody wants to go there. God this is it. this is like this is Middle America and then West. Yeah, uh, and then Florida. California, Florida, Illinois. There's a lot in Illinois, which makes sense. Indiana. Uh, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Texas, Wisconsin. Fuck. Why are all the good ones not here? <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Maybe we'll get lucky one of these days. All That's right, let's. My life, the worst life. I know. Just ugh. But just a shout out to Chicago in general. That some like their most iconic food. It just by nature is just extra as fuck. Like, what's a Chicago hot dog? Well, it's a hot dog, and then there's a pickle on it. And then there's peppers on it and then there's tomatoes on it and then there's relish and ketchup and mustard and it's on a bun. Yeah. Just a bun. No, no. This bun has poppy seeds on it. You're like fucking why? And they're like, why not? Same with their, with their pizza. Could we do a pizza? Yeah. But let's make it out of biscuit dough instead. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to put the sauce first and then cheese? No, no, no. Cheese first then sauce, then another layer of biscuit dough, and then another layer of sauce. Why would you do that? Because fuck you, that's why. Because <laughs> only the strong survive in Chicago. <laughs> if you can't finish this, your line is weak and you deserve to die. <laughs> I'm looking um, at this photo you sent of this yeah. pizza, and it mm-hmm. looks like they yeah. just fucked up with the pepperoni. Like no. so, it, it's it, yeah. Go it ahead. does not look like that was intentional. It like somebody grabbed a handful of pepperoni, threw it at the pizza, and then threw <laughs> it in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. I can see that now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's just um, bunched up too much in too many places. Well, it's also that old world pepperoni too. So it's it, when it starts to cook, it crisps and it turns into a cup. Absolutely. So it doesn't stick to the cheese like traditional flat pepperoni wood yeah but it's not so, rolling around the pie while it's cooking <laughs> i mean they're cooking it on a 500 degree oven like it's it's one of those like like clay oven thi- like yeah it's like yeah and uh, excuses for bad yeah. 
execution, Michael. Um, sir, you did not have this pizza. Um, I'm not there saying was, it there was I'm, there was I'm no sure poor execution delicious. here. Yeah, but I can see this like getting looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can also see getting this pizza and like that one piece in the top left hand corner has the one sad slice of pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> and looking at somebody else who gets the next the next piece and has 72 pieces of pepperoni. Yeah, but like, hey, can I have a couple of those? Like, no, no. These are my pepperones. <laughs> There's an Italian phrase, and it basically loosely translates to: "If you don't get any pepperoni on your slice, get fucked." Yeah, I will go fuck yourself. About there, that. But we were laughing about it too because the the waiter had a very like we couldn't tell if he was being rude or if he was just Italian, but like because he was actually Italian. And we would like ask him a question. He'd give us a little bit of attitude and like explain it to us in English. Like, like we didn't understand English. Uh, so uh, in, a, in a Italy, they, uh, they don't answer questions like this because uh, that's a dumbass question to ask. And he'd like walk away and we'd be like, the fuck did we do? And then he'd come back and be like, hey, I brought you more bread. And we're like, well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jackass. Um, all right. We'll keep talking about food here for a little bit. And then we'll get into the other stuff. Um, Rambo, you are a man of uh, culinary talents. Tell me about some of the things that you made in 2023 that were just fucking lights out. So 2023 has been the uh, the year that I started getting into baking. Ooh. Um, I've done a little bit here and there before, but um, my current job, there's a ton of people there and we all get along pretty well. And there's a lot of comings and goings and birthdays and things. And uh my just recent hyper focus has been like all right yeah let's do some baking uh so i started making um i made these uh these brownies uh from uh serious eats that's again as always my one of my go-tos um and it involves like beating six eggs until they turn into like this super thick, rich, like almost cream fucking uh, base, um, and uh, what else? And those those all came out really fucking well, and that's kind of become a staple for for me in terms of uh, 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 go tos for desserts. Um, I reached out to my coworkers and, and sent out a little survey. It was like, you know, what are thing? What are the kinds of flavors and foods you like? Um, and one person who uh, Ended up uh, uh, finding another gig somewhere else. Um, was like, I like strawberry and I like lemon. And I was like, I bet there is a decent enough recipe for some like strawberry lemon blondies. And uh, it was that was the first time that I, I tried something. I made it. And I was like, I'm not super happy with this. I'm going to do another batch. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to make some tweaks and adjustments. And I did. And it came out much more like what I wanted to be clear. They were both fucking tasty, but the texture for the one was more like a, um, it, it was too soft. Like it was like, there was, there was, I wanted more of a chew to it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, uh, that came out really well. I, I actually, uh, just went to a, a fancy Christmas party last night and I made a, a big double batch of, uh, uh, JKG Lopez alts, um, brown butter chocolate chip cookies um which are goddamn delicious and that container was empty by the end of the night nice. um but yeah it, it's it's been it's been going well i'm i'm getting more i i haven't ventured into like the cake route yet uh i want to stick with like smaller you know sort of like uh a little like hand desserts uh for lack of a better term um but i've been uh i've been pretty happy with the results and then like you know, I made uh, some fucking scalloped potatoes uh, that were obscene in how like rich and creamy they were. Like, I, I, I don't, don't give the full description. Like, leave that for the paying customers. If you want to hear, <laughs> if you want to hear the full description of MC's or MC of uh, Rambo's uh, scalloped potatoes, uh, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash great geek refuge, and you can hear the full description. <laughs> In in eating those potatoes after the fact, I felt like I should have taxed them heavily. <laughs> um, they uh, yeah, they came out real good, but it was also just like fucking hell. You <laughs> they were, clearly they were one percent potatoes. <laughs> yeah, you have a tax shelter somewhere in the Caribbean. Uh, there's like five Swedish bank accounts that you know the, the IRS doesn't know about. 
you sons of bitches. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The trust trustafarian potatoes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> MC, the criteria for this first category of our 2023 recap is food. It can be a restaurant. It can be something that you made. It can be a dish that you tried for the first time. But give me something that stood out in 2023. Uh, well, I'm going to have recency bias because I, my memory sucks. And I try to think about like, oh, did I do something delicious earlier this year? I probably did. But I can't remember it. So for recency bias reasons... I'm going to talk about the place I went to last weekend that I told you all about. Uh, called Izakaya Jiraku, I think it's called. It's in it's in New York City. It is this authentic Japanese Asian cuisine uh, place in in Manhattan. Um, uh, as alluded to on the cold open, I was whisked away uh, there last weekend uh, by my my lovely partner. And uh, we yeah we spent the spent the, the weekend in New York City and that's the place that she surprised me and taking me to, and let me tell you the 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 menu like was absolutely incredible. Ended up having this uh, this like dry ramen, um, with a bunch of these vegetables and the sauce in it, and it actually led me to getting this new seasoning that I'm very obsessed with called shiso seasoning i literally ordered it like the day after going to this restaurant um it will like it will put like why put salt on anything when you can have this because this this literally goes with everything it's fucking delightful nice. um they had these things called shiso fries um so this apparently is like a like a leaf or an herb of some kind and they basically grind it up and put it on stuff um their whole thing is they put your fries in the bag you put this in it shake it up and then consume. Um, I don't I'm not the biggest wasabi fan, and that was the alternative. Um, so I just kind of tried this on the whim, not knowing what it was going to be. Ended up being one of the most delicious things I've ever tasted. And it comes with like this spicy mayo type of uh, sauce for you to dip the dip the fries in, which was absolutely delightful. Um, then also we also got like bayo buns or bao buns. I don't know. How to, I don't know how to say them. Um, which is like. Like imagine like dumplings, but like larger <laughs> um, and served inside of a, a warm bun and you just bite into it and it's just heaven. That's that's literally what it was. And and I pretty much ate to my, my heart's content. It was the most delicious thing I, I pretty, I'm, I'm certain I've had this year and, and I definitely overate. And surprisingly, for it to be Manhattan, didn't like, you know, not not crazy expensive, like could have sworn it was like I, like without looking, I was like probably spent like two hundred dollars on food, and I was like, oh, it's considerably less, not terribly priced, not terribly priced considering we're in literal New York, and it took yeah. you know twenty two minutes to get here, even though it's you know not that far away, <laughs> half mile away, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, it, was, that, it was it was awesome. That's all. It sounds it sounds. I love Asian food just in general, and like yeah, that sounds great. Um, I did want to give a honorable mention. Um, Rambo, if you come down to Fredericksburg anytime soon, um, or just anytime in general, uh, again, um, have you ever been to Raising Cane's? I have not. We're going to fix that. Um, it is the simplest menu ever. There are only four things you can get. You can get, um, chicken tenders. Uh, you can get crinkle cut fries. Uh, you can get the chicken tenders on a sandwich. Um, or when you get the basket, it comes with like a thing of garlic bread. And then there's the sauce that they have, the cane sauce, which is amazing. Doesn't sound like it's real exciting, right? You're like, well, that's not a lot of shit. Why would I want to, to do just chicken tenders? Because it's not about variety. It's about execution. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's so good because it's fresh. They do it right. Like we've been like probably like five times since they opened and they opened on Halloween. Um, we go all the time because it's always done right. Um, and like, it sounds like, oh, it's a chicken tender place. And people are like, chicken tender? That's not exciting. Uh, shut up. Go. Just just, just shut up and go and eat it. And it's delicious. So, yeah. Um, are, are, we, are we good on the fat boy corner? And then we'll move into the media. Or do we have any other foods that we need to mention? Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Let's go into the media stuff. Because it was a good year, man. It was a lot of good stuff that came out. Um. Uh, since 
Rambo, you went second when we were doing food. Um, we'll rotate here. MC, I'll let you kick us off. Do you want to do movies or TV? Uh, my movie list is probably shorter than my TV list. So I'm also, I, I, well, I so that might, that might be true. I was, we can do movies. I'll start okay. with movies. Start with movies. I feel like I didn't see like a ton. So like, am I listening all or do I just, do you want to just do one and then we bounce around? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do round robin, one for each, and we'll talk about it, and then we'll go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. So mine is probably my first one I'll mention. It's my favorite movie I saw this year. It's probably the one movie I'm certain is probably on all of ours list, which was Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, for sure. Just straight up, much like the first one, there's a lot of reasons that movie shouldn't work, and yet they managed to do build on everything from the first movie. Uh, build and, and, and improve on it, make it better, and tell like a really amazing story that even though it ends on the cliffhanger and even though it's depend like we won't get like a full real resolution until beyond the Spider-Verse and I'm going to assume 2025 because I can't imagine there's any real way that movie will come out next summer um, or the sequel will come out next summer. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like this movie... Um, one, it continues to firmly establish that Miles Morales, for a lot of people, is going to be the Spider-Man that they know. And, you know, this is, I mean, considering, like, with all the different Spider-Man, Spider-Man media we've gotten, all the movies have, for the, all the live-action ones have all, I don't want to say been marred in controversy, but, like, people feel different ways about them. Some people think the Tobey Maguire is great. Some think Tom Holland is. Some like the Andrew Garfield ones. This feels like this is, no, there's just a consensus about like, no, th both of these movies are awesome. And this movie um, straight up is just like, it is a Spider-Man movie, even with the other spider people, the other varying characters uh, being in it. It doesn't, even, even with that, it never feels like it's not a Miles movie. And that's the thing I think is like one of the best best parts of it along with just like there are so many little details i mean we talked about it when we reviewed it there's so many things that they, they didn't necessarily need to do but you can tell that they did to um make sure it was no it was shown that they put a lot of care and quality into making this movie awesome so for me that's for me that's it's the best movie i watched this year yeah i mean co-signed um I, I wouldn't i don't have this one as my number one but that's okay um, it is definitely up there. It is one of the best movies I've seen this year, um, far and away. Um, you make a really good point, dude, because with the Toby ones, I remember there was a lot of criticism with him. They didn't like the casting. They, you know, they didn't like the Raimi's direction, whatever it was, you know, uh, Garfield, Garfield just got shit on like hard. I just remember how not rude, but just how like, devastating people were with the things they were saying about him. I mean, I felt bad for the dude and they weren't bad movies. They weren't great, but they weren't bad. And then Tom Holland, Tom Holland, I thought was one of the best Spider-Man I've seen because he reminded me of New Yorkers that I know in the way that mm -hmm. he talks and the way that he, like his cadence and like the way he's thinking. So you can hear him talking super fast because he's, his thoughts are going super fast. And like, it was the first time I was like, man, that's, that's a New Yorker. Um, yeah, but people were like, "Oh, he's not Spider Man. That's Iron. That's he's, Iron Man he's Jr. Iron Man Jr. Yeah. yeah, and like that was that was kind of a shitty thing for people to 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 get on board, which is whatever. Because I will say this, man, what you said is a hundred percent correct. I don't think I've heard a single criticism about Across the Spider Verse, and like if if I did, I completely like just wiped it from my memory because like it seems like all Spider Man people. Because that was the thing is like the people who were complaining about it were self-described Spider-Man fans. I don't think I heard a Spider-Man fan complain about this movie. Universally loved is, is the best way to describe this. This one and the first one. I will be the wet blanket that says I've heard many, many complaints. About really? This okay. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's, 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 I, I don't necessarily think they're invalid, but I'm also just like, all right, cool whatever it was fucking dope <laughs> um i i've heard a bunch of people talk, like you know there's too many characters there's not a focus on one uh i, I wish they had done a, a a gwen movie or a miles movie and not try to do both 
um I, yeah there's i i've heard definitely a, a bunch of uh uh various issues with it but i do think overall that mc's point is is an accurate and salient one which is it's the most consistently loved uh you know these these two and and i'm very particularly with that ending i'm very curious to see what the what this last one's gonna be like yeah for sure um let's move on to uh mr rambo mr rambo give us a movie one of one of your if if yours was not across the spider-verse give us your top movie from 2023 uh i will not give you my top movie because i don't know how to do that um that's fair enough let me too I will list one of these several movies I quite enjoyed, and a bunch of these are uh, pretty popular overall. Um, but one that I know neither of you have seen, and I am sure most of our, our listening audience haven't seen, is called Cobweb. Cobweb is a relatively low-budget horror movie that came out this year. Uh, it stars um, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr of uh, the boys' fame plays Homelander. Uh, they are the parents to a little boy uh, named, I believe, Peter. Um, and they are very odd people. And they are, they're very strict. Uh, you know, Halloween's coming up and they won't let him go trick-or-treating. Um, they grow, uh, 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 like, their entire backyard is seemingly like this is their like the actual job that they have is they grow pumpkins. Uh, so the entire backyard of the house is filled with this giant pumpkin patch. Um, but they're just real fucking weird people. They're very, very uptight. Um, you know, it, it, it takes place in a modern setting, uh, but it feels like they're living in like the mid seventies. Um, and one day there's this kind of scratching noise on Peter's wall and he looks and or he, he listens out and there's a voice there's somebody talking to him from inside the wall um and it is initially up for debate as to whether or not it is uh the ghost of this little girl that kept killed in the neighborhood um if it's his sister if it's something else um and uh that is all i will say about this movie because it takes some really fucking wild turns. There are a couple very impressive red herrings set up. Um, and it ends up being, um, it has very much a modern fairy tale feel to it. Um, and I can't really say too much more about it without uh, giving away a couple of major plot points. Um, a teacher of Peter's, uh, a, a new substitute for for him, um, uh, like one of those sort of like you know when like, when a, uh, when one of your regular teachers would like go out for like a long term, so like she's a she's a like a like a semi permanent substitute, um, becomes very concerned about him, starts checking in on him, um, and that becomes a, a, a point of contention with the parents. Um, great performances all around super fucking creepy um it takes a hell of a turn uh by the end of the movie uh it's i think currently available on hulu i think it's like an hour and a half long um if you are interested in a it was it was a great fucking you know halloween watch um and i highly recommend it um yeah cobweb I, it's funny. I was looking for something to watch today, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on after we get done here. I think you'll dig it, man. Let me know what you think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I got to get back into horror movies because, like, for the most part, the only horror movie um, interaction I get is you describing them to me, Rambo, which <laughs> is I actually enjoy. Um, but like, I need to I need to watch a few more. Um. Right now, I'm, I'm knee-deep in, in Game of Thrones, though, which, yes, I know. I'm, like, a decade behind. It's fine. Dude, um, who gives a shit? I, I don't. you get to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get to... You get to I was literally telling Brittany earlier, because we are watching Steven Universe. I'm like, yeah. be lucky you didn't have to sit through the year and a half breaks between things, and you can just 
watch yeah. this straight through yeah. without having to wait, you know, wonder when you'll get your, the answer to the cliffhanger answered. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. what I'm getting with Game of Thrones. And I'll tell you, one thing that I noticed is I remember when this show was on and people were watching it. This is, I think, the last show that was live on TV that was a thing everybody had to watch the night it came out. Yeah, it, it's it's some yeah, of the last of like appointment yeah. television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This this was the one that that bridged the gap between live TV and streaming service. And I remember when um, when Infinity War came out, the final season of Game of Thrones came out at the same time, and people were so protective over Infinity War. They would not tell anybody what happened. There were no spoilers. It was awesome. I was really, really proud of the geek community for that. However, Game of Thrones, there was some big shit that was happening and people were telling online immediately. And I was like, you guys are dicks. And not only are you dicks, you're hypocrites. But in retrospect, when I look back on this, it makes sense because this was all happening real time for years. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't really adapted to the whole streaming thing like we have now. But like... Yeah. It was it was funny to me that people were like, nope, can't talk about it. And then they were just like, oh, shit, this dragon lady just did this thing. And I'm like, yeah. motherfuckers, like, what, what is wrong yeah. with you? Like, <laughs> anywho. But, and, and, you know, I just had a memory come up yeah. for, for me, too. It yeah. was, I want to say the first time we went to Toshitashi Station yeah. was the, 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 the day of the premiere. Yes. I remember it was us three, and I think Yuli was with us as well. Yeah. And, we, and if I remember, they had signs all up saying that they were having like a watch. They were shutting down early because they were setting up for a watch party I think to, so, watch yeah. the, to, to watch yeah. the premiere of the, yeah. of the finale. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like now that I think about it, and, and maybe some of it is pan- because of the pandemic as well. But like there really hasn't been anything really like that since. No. That at least nothing I can I can really think of. No. And it, it's it's both a it's both a blessing and a curse because now you can watch shit on your own time. And you don't have to worry about people spoiling it. Cause for the most part, like with streaming stuff, people have been pretty cool. Um, but like there, there's a certain amount that's kind of that I miss about that. And like, granted I wasn't watching game of Thrones when it was out because I'm not paying for fucking HBO. Like yeah. it was on cable. Like, and now like you can just have a streaming service and you're not paying for just one thing. You have access to a, a ton of things. So it ends up seeming yeah. like a better deal, but now there's 8 billion streaming services. So it's yeah. kind of lost on the sauce, you know? But yeah, plus, I mean, it was really cool to be able to do that too. Cause like back when Twitter was still like not <laughs> what it is now, like that used to, that kind of used to be the cool thing about it for me. Like I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I kind of always like seeing people's tweets and people seeing various people like reacting yeah. to things in real time. And it was like, it, it was essentially kind of like a giant watch party. Like yeah. we're all collectively coming together and experiencing this at the same time and yeah. reacting in real time. And mm-hmm. while I wasn't watching it at the time, like, I always, always really appreciated it. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me think too about like some of the other shows, like how to get away with murder and scandal that were also kind of like that on TV where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, come Tuesday, we know, yeah. every, you know, Tuesday, eight o'clock, everyone's going to be here. Here's the hashtag and you're going to tweet through it and everything. Yeah. yeah. It was almost like, cause like my favorite, while we're talking about, Twitter um, and before it's, you know, untimely death. Um, my, some of my favorite Twitter moments were like when the Caps won the Stanley Cup and when the Nats won the World Series and live tweeting and like everybody mm-hmm. just like, it was just an awesome time because everybody was just back and forth and like supportive and like, like you gain friends from that. I feel like it would have been the same thing yep. with Game of Thrones. Um, so kind of pivoting back to movies. Um, I'm going to give one that... It wasn't necessarily the best movie I saw in 2023, but it was the best time I had. And that was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, Because I watched it with Jax and watching it with him and us being the way we are. First off, we wouldn't have been able to go see this in the theaters because people would have been yelling at us because we were like talking the entire time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like, it was so awesome to see this thing that was part of my growing up and see this thing that was part of his growing up crossover and we were both getting excited i was like oh fuck check that easter egg out that's this that's what this is that's this thing like it's from this game remember and like and we were doing that the entire time it was such a fucking blast and that movie was so goddamn fun like have you guys watched it yet i haven't seen it yet 
I really dug it. It's on, yeah, it's on Peacock, like it, which you can get for free. Um, but like it, yeah, it's so much fun. It's such a blast. And like people were like, oh, Chris Pro is Mario. He actually did a really good job. Um, Charlie Cox as wait, no, that's wrong. Is that the wrong one? Charlie Cox is Daredevil, Charlie right? Day. Charlie Day, thank you. Day, Daredevil, yeah, yeah. Daredevil with <laughs> Luigi was awesome. Um, no, Charlie Day as Luigi was was fucking fun. And like Jack Black, motherfucking Jack Black. This guy killed it as Bowser. He was so goddamn good. The the whole movie was was great. Like everything about it, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, yeah, I had zero flaws with it. Like no notes. I have no notes for this movie. Um, and mostly because like I checked my brain at the door. I didn't give a shit. I didn't care. I just wanted a fun movie that I was going to be able to enjoy with my kid. And that's exactly what I got. And I got some really awesome nostalgia out of it too. So I, I think it's one of those movies that like, if you're looking for faults with this movie, there's something wrong with you. Like this movie is one of those movies that you're meant to go see and have fun. It's not, it's not cinema. If that makes sense. It, you, this is not one that you watch with a fine tooth comb and you're like, Oh, look, here's what they did. This is a film technique that, um, uh, John Ford used to use when he would make his, uh, epic Western. No, like just, just watch this shit and enjoy it. Yeah, um, have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll go around Robin here, so I'll do a, a second one. Um, my favorite movie, other than Mario, my favorite superhero movie of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like to cross the Spider-Verse. Um, the Flash was surprisingly good. I thought I was going to hate it, and I didn't. Um, the Marvels. The Marvels has got shit on for really, really shitty reasons. It, it's, it's a really solid flick. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was was fucking amazing. And the the villain was great. Um the dialogue was great. The callbacks to the to the first two were great. Um I keep wanting to hate Chris Pratt, but he's never given me an opportunity to. Like there's just something about him that I'm just like, man, he just he just seems like such a douche. And then like he plays this role so well. Um Everything about it, every, everything about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and like the well-placed fuck in this movie was so perfect because it's a PG-13, you get one and there's no other place in this movie that it would have fit. Like the <laughs> Nebula trying to open the door and him just looking at her, he goes, open the fucking door. Like, <laughs> yeah, just just a, a an absolutely delightful movie from start to finish um real cool swan song for uh james gunn in the mcu because now he's off to do the dcu stuff that he's doing um yeah we'll go round round table if any of you guys has, have anything to say about that or rambo you can give us your next movie yep oh yeah no guardians uh, guardians 3 is definitely on my list uh but i knew one of you guys were gonna cover it Same. yeah um i <sighs> It has some of the most intense emotional moments uh, in any movie I watched this year. Yeah. Um, and I, like a fool, thought Katie would be able to handle it. And we got about 15 minutes in. And then it was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. And in retrospect, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that was, there was no way. There was no way she was going to be able to. Um uh let's see I, honestly like you know i i i there there are a couple of, of like kind of obvious ones uh that i'll go that i'll, that I'll uh, touch on you know toward the end but uh as far as again let's keep up with uh stuff people should see that they may not have uh talked to me from a24 uh oh shit that's one i want to see that is that the one yeah, where fuck, like they get possessed so... by something and it's only like if you you can only do it for a certain period of time because if you go past that like you're basically like it is not coming back such a perfect um it's like it's 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 flatliners for the tiktok generation it's fucking um so clearly designed to be um Let's showcase teenagers and just how fucking dumb they are, but in a way that like somehow is still, I don't want to say respectful because it's not, but it's just like, yeah, teenagers are stupid. It's sort of their job. Yeah. Like 
they're just smart enough to uh, uh, know how to get into trouble with it, but not smart enough to know that they shouldn't be doing it to begin with. Um, and of course, they're going to live forever. So what's the problem? Uh, but it is very literally uh, there is a hand. Uh, it's like a plaster cast of a hand. Um, you take the hand uh, like you're trying to, sh- like you're shaking it. Um, and you say, talk to me. And instantaneously, you see a ghost. Uh, and you see them as That's... the moment that they died. Oh shit! Uh, or, 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 or potentially, like you know, you you see them as, as they look when they are dead, um, and then you can invite them into your body. So it is willful possession uh, for a given time period. Um, our lead character is a young lady who lost her mom about two years ago, maybe a year ago, but recently. And uh, when she, I, I can't remember if it's the first time or not. I, no, I think it's, I, I, it's the first time she, she just sees a ghost, but the second or third time she does it, she sees her mother and she doesn't want to let go. Uh-huh. And somebody's not paying attention, and they go over the kind of given time period that you're. It's like ninety seconds, um, which also, again, teenagers are stupid. They don't stop at eighty. They get to like they're like, all right, you're at ninety. Stop. <laughs> like, I'll give them a ten second countdown. Right yeah, up to the edge. Bunch of dicks. Um, <laughs> he goes past the point, and surprise, surprise, bad things start happening. Um, because just by being just the, like the nature of the fact, or the fact that 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 these these uh, uh ghosts are they're 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 ghosts, they're dead, doesn't mean they're good or bad necessarily. So there's plenty of bad, and if they can get into a body and you know hold on to it for a while, why the fuck wouldn't they? Uh, it's Australian made. It is. Um, it's from A twenty four, who does a lot of very smart, uh, very well executed movies. Um, and yeah, it's it is exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, I think it's streaming. I want to say maybe on Max, but I'm not positive. Either way, it's worth like the three or four bucks you would pay to rent it. Uh, very much so. Um. Yeah, great performances all around. Really, you know, uh, really well shot. Super fucking creepy when it needs to be. Um. Yeah, definitely recommend picking that up. Mr. Brooks. Okay, there I am. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, yeah. So like, I was I was actually just looking over my list because uh, I also had Guardians three on my list, and I agree with the sentiments from both of you. Um, yeah, like right behind for me behind right behind Spider Verse, uh, Guardians Three was up there, and even as someone who you know like I wasn't the craziest about the Guardians franchise overall, I like the movies, but this one did what it needed to do, and uh, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I'm very curious about what the next iteration of um, that team is going to look like because it was definitely a big emotional uh, send off. Yeah, um, sure. But um, the one one of the movies I have on here that I, I don't think either of you would probably have on here was um, is this movie called Missing. It came out at the very top of this year. It's not a sequel, but it's, uh, it's made by the same people who made the movie Searching, which I, I want to say came out a few years ago. Um, Missing is it stars Storm Reid and Neil Long. And it's essentially a movie that's filmed through, like it's to- the story is told through like, I don't want to say social media, but it's like told through social media. So they, it's um, everything you see is like being presented to you as if it's like you're watching a video on a social media site or on a YouTube or on a live stream or even on a Zoom call like like this one. Um, and essentially, it's a it's it's a spiritual sequel to a Searching that came out a few years ago, whereas the role is kind of reversed in this one where. Uh, you follow Storm Reed. Her mother's knee along. Her mother goes missing, and you're essentially going on this journey of her trying to figure out well, what the hell happened to her mom when she has no resources and no real clue or anything on how to get from point A to point B in, in terms of figuring out 
what exactly happened. As far as she knows, her mom went on vacation and never came back. Um, and it's a complete, you know, I, I watched Searching, and Searching is one of those movies that has like three different twists that make you go, what the fuck am I watching? In a good way. <laughs> um, because of how absurd, but like over the top it is. And this is kind of, uh, it's in the same vein where like you're watching it and you're just like, well, like what, like what could the twist, like what could it, what could, like this can't go any direction, but the one it's going in. And then much like the, the, uh, the, uh, the original movie, uh, no, knocks you completely on your head and has a lot of really surprising twists and things that like shouldn't work out, but, 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 but do. Um, and I just, I always love movies kind of like that. I really enjoyed watching Searching, which I kind of watched on the whim last year. So seeing um, a, a similar concept from the same people, but also done in a way that, you know, is not very predictable was was pretty dope and pretty awesome. And, you know, Nia Long, Storm Reed, great acting performances. They were, they were awesome in this movie. And um, it's not very long, but it's, I think it's well worth a watch. Was Searching, um, was that John Chow? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So check it out. Yeah. Man. All right. Yeah. It's a um, very good movie. Good stuff, dude. Um, there's one other movie I want to mention. I watched it last night because I wanted to see if I needed to include it on this list um, of movies from 2023. <sighs> Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's perfect, in my opinion. I, I don't think that there's any flaws in the filmmaking itself. Yeah, are there plot holes and things like that? Like, well, how did he survive on top of a fucking submarine? I don't know, I don't care, whatever. It was a cool fucking movie and Nazis got their faces melted off. It's a win-win. Um, I watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny last night. I, do, I don't know how I feel about it. It's not on this list, it's not on my top list. I'm talking about it, it's something to discuss. Did either of you see it? Uh, no. I did, yeah. Okay. All right, um, well, quick discussion and then we'll go on to TV. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was the beginning. I didn't like the train scene. It felt like the original three, like the original trilogy. It had that feel to it, but the, I don't like the digital face replacement thing. I don't like it. I know that they do it a lot and Disney is just gonna keep doing it because they don't wanna piss people off because of the backlash they got from Solo. Um, but like, fucking give me another actor doing this because that's Harrison Ford and they're digitally replacing his face, okay? And like, the dialogue seemed stilted, it seemed weird. Um, there were times where it was really, really obvious that it was a digital replacement. Um, there were times where it wasn't, where I was like, okay, this is really good. But like, just overall, that scene just like, it, it fucked with me and I was like, I don't like this. Not only that, uh, fucking Mads Mikkelsen killed it in this movie. I love him as a villain because yeah. he just him talking in general is him being a villain. Like he just has that voice. But like he gets hit with a goddamn fence post at going like like 60 miles an hour and they never explain why he's not dead. We kept expecting it there to be a whole thing about him like either having to get reconstructive surgery or nope. wearing a mask or something. Nope. They're just like, nope. nah, he's fine. Nah, he's good. He's good. He's got that he's got that Nazi DNA. He'll be fine. Like it, it was just irritating as fuck. Like the beginning fucking made me mad, okay? The rest of the movie wasn't bad. It was it was pretty decent. Like I enjoyed most of it. Um there were some scenes that that hit me in the feels, man. When you find cuz like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like why is Indy being such a prick? And then you find out that Mutt died. Because he he cuz he uh, volunteered for the war and got killed in the war. Basically, he got killed in Vietnam. And I'm like, fuck. Harrison Ford killed it. He absolutely killed it. Because when he start, when you start finding out that the, 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 the Dial of Destiny can take you back in time, and he's just like, I would save my son. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, that was that was powerful as shit. Um, the whole, them going through the, the ear of uh, Dionysus, like that was cool as shit too. Really had Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes. Like I dug the whole fucking thing, man. It was really, really cool. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridges or Bridger, is that right? Am I saying that right? Uh, Bridge. Waller Bridge. Yeah, she was fun. I liked her. 
Is she going to be the next Indiana Jones? Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? I don't, whatever. Like, do more Indiana Jones movies. I don't give a shit. Like, but stop doing the digital replacement thing, man. Give me an actor that kind of looks like Harrison Ford and let him do some young Indiana Jones shit. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, the reunion scene with him and Marion, like, was was emotional. Like, I definitely shed some tears watching this movie. Um, it was not nearly as bad as Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull was a sack of shit. This was... Um, not a sack of shit. I can't give it a better better rating other than like it was good enough. I liked what it had to do. I liked the way that they pulled it off. I thought the better intro was them running through the uh, parade for the uh, Apollo 11 astronauts. That was well done. I thought it was well executed. I thought the fight scenes were cool. I thought you got to see Indiana Jones being young or not young, being old without like saying, oh, no, that's not old Indiana Jones on the train. And, and during the during World War Two, no, he's young. No, no, he's not moving like a young guy. Like this is not a young Indiana Jones. Quit fucking lying to me. Um, yeah, that, those are my opinions. <laughs> it so me and Katie were watching it and you get these it, it completely takes you out of the movie yeah um and i knew it was gonna i knew there was gonna be moments where i was where i was just like you know not buying it there were so basically what it becomes is like that whole sequence she and i are just talking about that yeah like yeah. we're watching the movie yeah we're paying attention to what's happening but all we're really doing is just commenting on that and and the pros and cons of it and and you know there 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 were a couple moments where I was like that's perfect that looks exactly right but yeah. I realized something as we're watching it which is it's not even necessarily so so the the points where it looked the best were when Ford was emoting the most when he had the most extreme uh, uh, reaction to things that's when things work the best and I realized. It's not just the digital replacement. The problem is Harrison Ford now doesn't act like Harrison Ford then. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly so, what it was. So you end up with these moments where you get like seemingly this very understated performance from the young yep. Harrison Ford in India as Indiana Jones. And that's not what he would have been doing. No. A hundred percent. He's, just, he like he whispers way more than he did before, like not actual whispers, work. but his voice is a lot lower now and he's not mm -hmm. as like forceful with what he's saying. Yeah. And like because there's the part where they pull off the, the hood and you're like, oh, it's Indiana Jones. And they're like, why are you here? And he's like, you guys got a lot of cool stuff. And I'm like, that is he's dead. He like, sound, yeah. Like, so it ends up sounding. Yeah. yeah, it just it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work as well. If that was done right at the time that they did Last Crusade, let's just say, because that's right around the same time period. Right. If they did that scene at, around the time of Last Crusade, he's saying that with so much more venom, yeah. so much more disdain for them. I'm here because you got a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, not, like, and, yeah. and not just and and yeah, and it, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be louder. It doesn't no. even have to be more forceful. But the way he's approaching that line is not mm -hmm. going to be the same as he does now. Yep. And part of that is just because he's in his fucking 70s. Yeah. Like, he's he's. why would he act the same way? Yeah, he was, but, he was 30 years younger the last time we saw mm -hmm. this era Indiana Jones. Yeah, well, shit. Almost 40. Yeah, 89 was when... Yeah. The last crusade came out fuck but, jesus christ yeah 35 um <laughs> jesus christ so it's it's um it's frustrating yeah and yeah just cast another actor yeah either people are going to be on board with it or not yeah but you know it's happened at least 15 times with doctor who a new fucking actor and it's always doctor who yeah and it's always the doctor yeah. There you yeah. I mean, it, indisputably. Yeah. Um, well, until this time, where now it's controversial. Of course, unlike yeah, yeah. definitely unlike the last time. <laughs> no, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, yeah. no, no. This doesn't work because now he's black. Wait, wait. Uh, did I say that out loud? Did I? Shit, yeah. I said that out loud. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. It's didn't we? And we, didn't we have a conversation like this before with uh, with uh, what's his name coming back to play Luke? Yes. And it's like yes. Sebastian Stan. It's, it's He's already right worked there. for Disney. Oh yeah, it's already worked. 
doesn't have a doesn't seem to have a whole bunch of things going on for him acting wise filming right now like yeah well and, and why fucking not hamill just... like hamill blessed it where he's like yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's i don't do get see, it like do you guys think it's because it's like do you think they're afraid that the, the new name won't be as much of a draw i mean like granted I, I don't know how big of a draw harrison ford will be at this point like i mean those of us who are older who are familiar yeah. with him like yeah but I don't see why they wouldn't like. I, I don't. I don't see why his name would still would still be a draw, or why they would even still be try to make a movie with a man who's in the seventies. I will say the one yeah. of the things that I did think worked, and it, it it is an aspect that I think works in Crystal Skull as well, is they're playing him as he is. They're yeah. playing the character as like, well, no, he's he's a man in you know his sixties or seventies. And so you get things like yeah the 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 reunite uh, reuniting with Marion the you know the, talking about like the loss of Mutt like all of that works really well but and honestly if they had just done like you said if they had skipped over the whole beginning part where it's the flashback or they were just really careful about like shooting over his shoulder or just not showing his face like there's so many ways around this shit yeah. And yeah. it just you literally could have just done doing snippets it or recast it. You could have done snippets of the of those scenes instead of a full on flashback. Because like think about it. Like you show him like on the train, like infiltrating the Nazis. You're like, oh cool. That's really all we need to know is he's looking for this thing. We see Mads Mickelson because he can be Mads Mickelson. He doesn't need to change. That's fine. Like you show him, you show Basil, and like you show these little snippets, and you can do it from his perspective. First person perspective from Indiana Jones. It changes everything. It's unique. It's something different that they've never done. Like, yeah. It fucking recast, man. And like I you did it. You I mean, I know the technology didn't exist in 1989, but you had River fucking Phoenix play young Indiana Jones. You've had uh Sean Patrick Flannery play yeah. young Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there have been no less than three actors have physically played this. I role. don't understand how how we have no problem with a different Superman, a different Batman, all the fucking time. But Indiana Jones and any Star Wars character is fucking off limits. It, it's so goddamn stupid. It's mostly because it. I mean, and this is the thing. This is not new. It's not going to stop happening. No, people are going to always come. Like. How many times have you heard people say like, "Oh, there can never be another Joker like like Heath Ledger"? And all I fucking heard when he was cast was how bad there he could was. Never be another Joker like how, Jack how Nicholson. How terrible he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, such a terrible idea. And like, yeah, it, it's funny enough. I, I'm scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, and there's a uh, <laughs> there's a poem about this uh, this woman or this well this person eating. Uh, peanut butter chocolate chip bagel and their dog wanting some of it and just kind of like it goes through this this whole breakdown of like how how much the dog is is trying to get something it doesn't it it thinks it wants that will actually hurt it and it's like yeah all you assholes are just like you know uh uh raging against this thing that you have no idea which will be whether or not it'll be good or yeah. not yeah and all you want to do is come is bitch and moan and yeah. it's like fucking let it give it a chance, like yeah. see what'll happen before you start talking about oh it's gonna be so fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's nothing that that annoys me these days than who asked for this. Yeah. When something when a trailer yeah. or a poster for something comes out, who yeah. who even asked for this? Who 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 wants this? And it's like, yeah. When you like the shit, and in some of you all's cases, when it becomes your entire personality. Then you'll be happy that someone apparently asked for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I um. God, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. It really, <laughs> it really fucking is, man. Um, I have never been more happy with media than in the last few years because I'm constantly getting Star Wars and I'm constantly getting Star Trek. It's fucking great. I fucking love it. I'm getting tons of Marvel shit. It's the best. I do not yeah. give a single fuck about. Oh, well, this is tainting the... Uh, eat a dick. It's not tainting anything, okay? There's more of the thing that I love. You know what's yeah. better than pizza? More pizza! Yeah. Like, <laughs> stupid. Um, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, this is part one 
uh, the best of 2023. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes here, guys. Well, as far as recording, as far as you, you, you listen to it, whatever, right? Um, part yeah. two of best of 2023. We'll be talking about TV as well. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to James Rambo, but also to all of you wonderful listeners out there. Big thanks to you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> yeah, boy! We think about fanatics, tall, falling maddox, and the planet's breaking down, we've got the only mechanic around. Breaking from